put them in front. He doesn't miss. Oh, the little man higher for longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, look for the trampoline. Rogers done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? Oh, he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. The bye is done and dusted and there's plenty going on at the Hawthorne Football Club. Clarko is rallying the lads after a secret session. Eddie had Cyril's returned home to Darwin and Silk is set to play his 350th game this Saturday evening at the MCG. It's all happening and we're going to unpack it piece by piece in this, another edition of the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club, the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason and sitting across from me is a man who's returned from 1957 to the present day. G'day, Tiz. It's a long journey. Welcome back. It's a bit better here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the club's off its knees, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Although, it could be said, once we got going, it's, uh, yeah. it's all turned out pretty well, hasn't it? Uh, Most successful club over a number of decades now. You set up the foundations and you're good. You know, yeah. I think uh, Gold Coast are finding that out at the moment. <laughs> what about St Kilda? I was there. I was there at Etihad Stadium and that was just embarrassing. Well, it was over at... The 10-minute mark of the first quarter, wasn't it? Basically, yeah. Already four goals down. And being the pride game, it was... Um... Ironic that they had no pride? Oh, well, that's all they had to play for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently they didn't mention that in the commentary. They never said all they've got four to play for now is pride. And, oh, you know, right, it was okay. just sitting there, you know, waiting for someone to say it. And... Well, you know how I love low-hanging fruit tis? And... I'll always go for the cheap gag. Exactly. Well, they usually do. <laughs> Obviously, a directive not to. Which is odd, because their usual directive, by the sounds of it, is keep it broad. <laughs> it's far too broad. So, uh, did you actually stay for that entire proceeding? Yeah, well, the girlfriend barracks for Sydney, so of course we did. We create our own fun, as we usually do for the Sydney St Kilda games. It's You, you start doing Bronx cheers every time <laughs> St Kilda switch it. Wow. <laughs> There's, you do a, uh, a shot clock-like countdown for turnovers. Lots of fun. Well, how much longer does Richo have, really? Can't be too much longer. If they lose against the Suns, and what a blockbuster oh, that, that is. Is that what it is this week? Where is it, here or there? Uh, it's there. Okay. It's at Metricon. Right. It's played havoc with my multi-tiers. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that. What day is it? <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Now, people have been piling on. Oh, it's so that, that's something that happened I in the get, buy round. I get DMs like, come on, where's his multi? He hasn't put it out yet. Are you sure he do, he's doing it? Come on. We need to pay the bills. <laughs> this is the thing. So I've explained to you how I amused myself throughout buy round. That's going to poor examples of uh, league football, watching St Kilda play Sydney. You amuse yourself by getting DMs from friends. They're basically like, <laughs> he's done it again. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, people, as soon as the final siren goes, it's like, quarter, he's done it. The third quarter happened, and I got a couple of DMs like, I love Nick's multi. Mason's multi Mason's is my multi, favorite number thing. One. Uh, Stay on brand, please. It's Mason's multi. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, it actually contributed to the coffers for me going to Flemington the following day, but uh, that was not a good day. <laughs> well, sounds like you deserved it, to be honest. <sighs> I have no sympathy for you. You're going you're gonna to sit across from me on this couch and laugh in my face. I got yeah. home at the end of that, and uh, I looked at the paper that I'd marked the day before. You know, when you're doing... Yep. You might look at which horses you might be following, and I noticed that I had ticked five winners and not backed them. So, <laughs> just wonderful... 
Wonderful stuff. <laughs> now, we will get stuck into some Hawthorne things this podcast, I promise. Oh, we've, got a, we've got a fair bit of stuff. Even we the buy round Hawthorne somehow maintain relevance. Yeah, managed to make waves, even when it was least likely. And we're playing games in the buy round? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Before we do, I just want to say on iTunes, you can rate and review us. Please do. We've got 75 ratings. 75. That oh, we've got another ring... one. Yeah, we've got another one. That number ring any bells for you, Tiz, in terms of the... Uh... The picks at number 75 over the years for Hawthorne. I, I know I talked a lot about 74 being a golden number, if you like, for the brown and gold last week. Number 75. Let's see if you recognise these names. There's just two of them. Only the two. Travis Edmonds in 1991. Travis, no. <laughs> Nothing there. <laughs> Moving right along. All right, well, you'll know this guy. The only thing I remember about 75 is don't think, don't hope, do. Very good. Very good. I can't believe it's taken us that long to uh, to get to that quote on this podcast. Ah, well, we you are. know, low-hanging fruit, man. <laughs> I mean. That's it. That's it. Uh, and now the other draft pick, number 75 for Hawthorne, that I want to mention, saw him running around on Saturday night. It's funny, this guy comes up. After all, we've spoken about St Kilda. Do you want to have a guess? He used to play for Hawthorne, and he's still in the current St Kilda outfit. Oh, um, Shane Savage. That's it. That's it, number 75, picked in 2008. One of the greatest, um, well, not really, we've really screwed up a few clubs with our trading, but it's one of the good ones. Yeah, I'd say it is one of the good ones. And I'd say it was a decent player for Hawthorne as well, so... Well, we talked him up when we let him go. Remember Clarko? <laughs> oh, he's just coming into his prime, and I remember last year and also this year he's been dropped to the two, so... Yeah, I reckon Clarko, that, that would have been true. Well... He was not doing as good okay. as McAvoy, Chief. We well, needed no, McAvoy like he wouldn't well, believe. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing to the contrary on I that. I think we won another trade. Of course we won another trade. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not disputing that. And was Billings the, the pick they took? Uh, I, think? I think that might be right, actually. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're one off the Mitch Lewis number. Did you oh, know yes. that? Yeah, 76. number 76. So, you know, if people could boost us up to 76 ratings on iTunes, that'd be great. We can get the, uh, the Mitch Lewis milestone, I'll There's call it. There's not a lot more, actually. No, there's not. <laughs> but if we keep going, oh, I suppose we hit the eighties. We can do all the premierships, but there wouldn't be many players that have worn no, no high numbers or got picked at high. I've looked at what we've got ahead. It's a bit dire. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, we've actually had someone review this. Review reads: I love hearing a podcast solely dedicated to the Hawks. Not so far. The hosts are knowledgeable and entertaining and surprisingly unbiased. Happy to dish what? out the criticism where it's warranted. That is criticism. <laughs> <laughs> and you dished it out. We are unbiased, Nick. What happened? <laughs> well, look, we uh, we thank Fan of Thrones for that lovely <laughs> review because uh, I believe it came attached with a five star review as well. So it was oh, very perfect, good, very good. A Fan of Thrones. Uh, you can jump on Twitter as well at Hawk Talk Pod. We're on eight hundred eighty three followers. Hey, let's get to nine hundred. We're surging. Just well, skip nine hundred. Yeah. Well, let's get obviously get to well obviously infinity followers. Tis like, <laughs> infinity. I, yeah. Well, I wasn't capping it. Okay. Is my point, but just let's get to the next big milestone. And then... I did a few calculations the other day. I, yeah. I worked out that we're actually tracking at about one percent of Hawthorne supporters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bleak when you put it like that, isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, it has been worse. <laughs> We're, we're slowly it's climbing getting, up. We're getting better, yeah. All right, well, progress is progress, I guess. <laughs> so uh, let's get to 900. Uh, see if you can make that happen. Share the podcast with people. I think last week had a great response. Uh, people very much enjoyed your uh, your trip back through time, Tiz. I enjoyed week. it a lot, actually. Well, I did, go too. Go and find some more archival footage. I reckon so. And why confine it to the buy, I say? Let's uh, 
let's just go for it. Whatever, whatever we find, we can bring to the pod and share with the people. Well, we were talking about, we've got some great speeches, actually, mm. to go through. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff. Hawthorne are a great club to follow. <laughs> they certainly are. A museum that has plenty, unlike some clubs. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Now, uh, I guess the thing that dominated social media for the club this week was uh, the fact that one of our superstars, Cyril Rioli, uh, has returned to Darwin in spite of being fit and raring to go almost. He was sort of in line for selection. Yeah, and, we were uh, all getting excited that Cyril might be back after the bye. That's right. But was, not to be. There was a lot of uh, hope and faith put in his return, but uh, unfortunately he's back in Darwin. Graham Wright had this to say. Cyril expressed to us his desire to return to Darwin with his wife Shannon and be with their family. Physically, Cyril is in great condition and potentially could have played for us in the coming weeks. However, we acknowledge his desire to be with family. Our priority at Hawthorne is our people and we ask that Cyril's privacy be respected at this time. Tis... Your first impression of this news, how did you react? Well, I thought it, uh, I was concerned for Cyril primarily because it, it's a big decision of his. Yeah, certainly is. Uh, he'd he'd love to be out there for burgers mm. in his 350th. He re- respects him enormously, I think. We saw that in a couple of the interviews they had. Yeah. Um, celebrating... Uh, Sir Doug Nichols' yeah, round. Sir yeah, Sir Doug Nichols' round. So... Um, it must be something very stressful for Cyril, and uh, I, I don't think we need to worry about Cyril not playing ever again. I think that's been a little bit of hysterical uh, reaction. If I could just buy into that hysteria just for one moment, give me the give me the platform, if you will. Um, the fact is, I think it was from Cyril himself. He did um, cop to entertaining retirement earlier this year at some stage. So is that? Uh, early uh, last year, wasn't it? No, I believe it was earlier this year when he was. Um, well, he'd already signed a contract. It was away the first time. Yeah, but is is it not legitimate to to at least put on the table that that's a possibility? Well, in order to hold that, all you're looking at is the club saying to, is really tethering him to the club now, and mm. if he doesn't want to be there, um, you know, he's done everything that we could have possibly wanted when we when we selected him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and he did it in his first year, <laughs> you know. And I understand that he that he you know he's on the list, but so is Ty Vickery, you know. <laughs> so, I I just find it incredible how accommodating Hawthorne are. I mean, mm-hmm. we know his skill level, we know his importance to our game plan and our style, even to the confidence that the rest of the team has. Mm. And for them to put his uh, own mind and his own health and well being above. You know they could go. They could go hard with Cyril and say, "Look, everyone has problems," and you know, suck it up. Yeah. Well, this is. But they be don't, and they don't do that for a lot of our players. Well, I was going to say, this and is... we're we're unique in the AFL for having that kind of uh, mentality about how we treat people. Now, this is purely speculative, but uh, do you think you think then we're not a club that um, has one rule for one player and different ones for others? You think it would be just a blanket? I guess opportunity is the wrong word, but the, the the correct one escapes me. The the fact that he's able to, you know, return to his family at this time. We've spoken in the past about the, the stress management profiles for the players. Mm. Remember that? And yeah. how they have to be terribly, terribly upfront about any stresses that are going on in their life because having stress during the week before the match um, makes them some percentage more likely to get injured. I can't remember the percentage now. Mm. But a long-term injury. 
And what that means is they're out for the rest of the game, so they impact that game, but they also impact the club for the rest of the year. And that kind of uh, transparency to the people around them is what we keep hearing about with Richmond. You know, they opened up to one another and they became a team that played for one another. Yeah. Well, that's part of the ethos at Hawthorne and that's instilled into them. So, so Cyril going to them and telling them that isn't out of the ordinary for Hawthorne players. What is out of the ordinary is Hawthorne's reaction in terms of how other AFL clubs seem to operate. Mm. They're not that accommodating and they force expectations when they're probably just <clears throat> making it so much harder for the player. If they've got stresses like this, you're just not going to get the performance that they want to give you. Yeah, no way. I mean, you look at something like, um, was it uh, Ratton's son yeah. affected the club so dramatically in that particular week that he uh, that he passed? And also something like, you know, Ruffy's cancer battle. That's yeah, right. At the end of the day, these players are human. <laughs> you know what? What well, we lost ex- both those games, didn't we? Yeah, we, we? Upon those news, yeah, we certainly did. And and when you look at um, and nobody the, really cared that we lost. No, in nah. that in that one week, no, it, it wasn't it wasn't really acknowledged what effect that might be having on the players. And uh, no, I don't I don't think it's a cop out to acknowledge it because at the end of the day, they're human beings outside of their game. And uh, what what you experience off the field, you carry onto the field. Why wouldn't you? That makes complete sense. And so I, I think um, we hope everything works out for the best for Cyril. And we uh, do. And I, you know, I'm, and that he doesn't feel pressured to no, not come back before he's he feels he's ready. I'm only upset in so far as um, you know, he might be losing his father, which is a terrible thing to go through. Clearly, I mean, it's you know that kind of loss is just immense. And uh, you know, if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, I'll get it. And you know, at this point, as you so rightly pointed out, what's left for him to do? How how much does he owe anyone uh, in terms of the club, or even he he owes the fans nothing? He's delivered four flags, a Norm Smith, uh, he's going to be goal a legend. Year, yeah. Nominations and wins over the years. He, he's a legend. Um, what more could he possibly do? How how could you be anyone that could be dissatisfied or angry? And I have seen a couple on Twitter. I'll tell you that. Oh look, they're people just. You know, venting probably about something else in their lives. I mean, yeah, it's tough. I, I and know. it's frustrating that we can't see Cyril. I'd love him to be out there, but yeah. I can't project that onto him, <laughs> you know, failings of his. No, um, no, no. It's no. A, well, that's the point. It's not a failure of his hmm. at all. Um, it's life. You know, it's just life has other plans for you sometimes. That's exactly what's happened with Cyril. Uh, league footballer who just can't get out there this year. For one for one reason or another, and this happens to be the latest reason, and fair enough too. Anyway, that's uh, that's news on Cyril Rioli. I get that passion manifests in many different forms for supporters. I, I happen to be glad that a lot of our listeners out there have been super compassionate. Oh, mate, I'm not really worried about the Hawthorne supporters. It's uh, all those tryhards that try to talk Cyril down most of the time, whether he's out playing or not. Yeah. So... I just hope that Cyril knows we're all behind him, and I th- I'm sure he does. All the people that count would be behind Cyril. Yeah, so exactly, yep. We'll see him when we see him. He'll be back. And what a huge return it'll be, too. Yeah. That'll be massive when Teachers, he gets back on the park. Teachers, you do appreciate, appreciate these talents. Absolutely. Of course, when he does come back, it could be a completely different game. <laughs> well, we could be eight straight. That's right. Have you seen the fixture? <laughs> well, okay, let's get to that first. <laughs> so We, have, we a- have a lovely run home. It does look like it, yeah. Everyone's below us, <laughs> basically. Got to bank some wins, Tiz. 
Yeah, and to bank improve those the wins. percentage a bit. Yep. But it all starts with Adelaide on Saturday night. And I noticed that one of my favourites is back in the lineup. <laughs> all right. I wasn't going to get to the preview, but oh, here okay. we go. We're okay. into it now. All right. <laughs> what? You so desperately want to talk about Will Langford, do you? I love Will. You know, I was at uh, Box Hill. What was that? A couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, yep. And he's bringing up his guts, but kept asking to go back out on the ground. So uh, fully deserving of the call up. Is is that all it takes? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just like the heart of the boy. I just uh, all right, but I'm a little concerned with the emergencies that are named. I noticed brands there, so they're obviously mm-hmm. offering cover for something. Uh, glasses in there as well, I believe, from memory. That's good to see. He actually yep. he's been a little bit more attacking with his game. White Cross and the fourth name eludes me, but White Timmy. Cross is one of them. Yeah, so there you go. Will, uh, Tim O'Brien's out for Will Langford, and uh, wasn't Twitter interesting? We heard from David, who, contrary to your opinion. Tis. David uh, Somebody tweeted contrary us. to my opinion. Are you allowed to Un- read that out? Unbelievable. Uh, watched Langford in the twos a couple of weeks ago. You were there. Yeah. You saw it. David believes he couldn't get near it, and now he's been promoted. It's true. <laughs> he couldn't get near it because he was chucking on the sidelines. Oh, come on. I can totally believe he didn't perform at VFL level. He didn't. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, he must have shown something at, uh, at the closed <laughs> session. Now you're pulling me back to what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> complete disregard for the for the running sheet. There's no running sheet listed. Yeah, so it's just a no. complete lie. Oh, at least I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a surprise to Tiz. Fair enough after he took me back to 1957 last week, I think. It's only get fair. blindfolded. <laughs> and we heard from Simon as well on, on this selection. Uh, I was going to call it a debacle. I don't know. I just Debacle? Think no, that's too strong a word, isn't it? But Simon said, uh, he tweeted, at Hawk Talk Pod, just a baffling, confused, negative selection. How many times do they intend going back to the well on this and expect a different result? Fair tis? Mm. <laughs> oh, I think he's got a point, doesn't Clark he? Marco's a bit stubborn. I'll give you that. Oh, I just want you to take a look at our best side in VFL last week. Okay, we did lose. Yeah, we we did we did lose, but nevertheless, they're best in that losing effort. Pitonet, Ross, Cousins, White Cross, Hanrahan, and Murphy. Now, none of those you'll Cousins notice. Cousins is interesting. He was overlooked again. None of those are Langford. You'll notice. <laughs> yeah, well, I've said why he didn't get any touches. He copped a massive blow to the to the guts. And uh, was not, not the same for the rest of yeah, the day. Yeah, but why not pick someone that was out there earning touches and, and earning their spot in the seniors? Why do you pick the guy who comes off and pukes up his guts? Well, it doesn't how, make any sense. Well, how about this? What if he's playing Cyril's role going forward? Well, he had to last year. We saw that. Exactly. And now that's why he's in the side. We've decided we've got a plan without oh, Cyril. Don't say that. Jeez, we'll be getting tweets for days if you... Well, you know, you've got to look at the long term now. I guess my question is, when I bring up those players... Really? Are there no alternatives? We've got no one waiting for the We are a bit thin down there. I was surprised Shuey did For real, though, round 13, and we're putting Langford in a forward pocket role. Mate, he's that... not old. He's not a veteran. <laughs> no, round 13. Yeah. And it's like, we've got no other ideas but to bring Langford back in. There's no one else we could try. We know exactly what we get out of him. And part of the problem in our, in our lineup is there's inconsistency from the young players. But we know exactly what we're going to get out of Langford. Yeah, but you've got to address that at some stage. Well... You, got, you, got, you can't just keep young players out of the side because you're like, well, they're inconsistent. The only the way only you're going to get around reason, that is to the play only, them. The only reason we won that game against Port Adelaide was desperation. There mm. was no finesse. Yeah. Now, if you're looking for desperation, <laughs> right, that's Langer's all told. I mean, that's... I would agree this selection is desperate. 
<laughs> no, no, no. It's the right selection. I don't think Timmy warranted his spot, and I don't no. feel that anybody in the twos really warranted coming back. Now, let me say this. O'Brien was absolutely the correct omission. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. I'm just a bit surprised, that's all. We heard from Josh as well, who said, I think the common feeling is, why aren't we having a look at guys who have been on our list for a while instead of going back to Langford every time? Uh, we heard from Wiley, who... Uh, had... They're talking about O'Rourke. Well, we we heard from Wiley, who added, uh, surely we have a look at O'Rourke or Lovell soon. Am I right in thinking Lovell is only on a one-year deal? Horrible feeling that someone will pinch him from us and he'll come good. I really can't see Hawthorne even trying to put him into the side with uh, Mitchell. No. They haven't even attempted it. I'd like to see it attempted. I'm not sure if this is the week to do it. We've got some easy, easier games coming. Yes, we do have easier games to start experimenting if that's the route that we choose and to go. And also, if we lose, then we might as well start experimenting too. Well, true. True enough. I, I mean... We'll get to tips soon, but I, I think we're definitely a chance. Like, we really should oh, get over Adelaide. Oh, have his favourite. Yeah, oh, as they should. No, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. I think it'll be a grand win. I think it'll be a wonderful occasion, watching burgers. Not only watching burgers. We'll get to him in a moment. But uh, Bob at Hawk Talk Bod, he but points Bob, out... who's Bob? One of our listeners, Bob. Oh, not watching Bob, just... No, no, one of, one of our listeners, Bob. He points out... Uh, he offers some opposition analysis. Guess who's back? The one and only Kyle Cheney. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. Who's Who, he going to take? Langford. Doesn't Cole play forward now? We haven't seen him Does for he? a while. He, well, he could play forward. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know what the state of their list is anymore. I don't know. Just as long as he keeps giving the ball back. <laughs> Four fingers crossed for that one. They've got a few inclusions that don't uh, look all that sprightly, to be honest. No, and they lost uh, Brown as well, who usually takes a small forward. It's, that's kind of nice, because one of our small forwards, Luke Bruce, is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess he's a, he's a small small to mid-sized forward, anyway, if we're being particularly picky about it, I suppose, listeners. Should we, we have a look at who they brought in? They've dropped Luke Brown, yep. Lachlan Murphy, Darcy Fogarty, who's a first-year player, and mm. Cameron Ellis-Yolman, okay. who I feel is a bloke that should really leave Adelaide. He looks like a beautiful machine of a player. Anyway. He's, I thought he had a relatively good year for Adelaide up to this point. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they've brought in Jordan Gallucci, yep. Andy Otten, the um, spare part, and Kyle Cheney, and I think a debutant, yeah, Patrick Wilson. So, okay. you know, we should be looking at that and going, not their best lineup. No, not at all. They're looking a bit thin. There's no Sloan. Walker's back in the side, though, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, there he is, number 13. Here's a wonderful stat uh, brought to you by Ado and his blog, uh, The Weekend Preview. Yep. 33% of the time, the team that hasn't had the bye wins. Does that mean we defied the odds against Port Adelaide? I guess it does. I wonder if... Uh, you probably just buggered up his stat, actually. <laughs> no, it just means that we fell within the 33%. That's all that means. <laughs> if it were 100%, we would defy it, yeah. Yeah. We would completely falsify it. Well, let's it, hope we like... defy it one week and then you know <laughs> go with it the next. Because yeah. defying it twice would just be terrible. Well, know? well, yeah, in this and case And highly unlikely. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you got yourself all tangled in Ado's work there. It's quite interesting to watch. Now, we heard from Jarvis as well, who's weighing up a big dilemma for a lot of football fans, whether they're Hawthorne, Adelaide, neutral. They're wondering, should they go to the game or to the pub to watch Australia against France in the World Cup? Oh, it's a big decision, isn't it? I mean, you could miss a wonderful Australian moment of, you know, just the pinnacle of uh, elite sport, 
Or you could watch the soccer. <laughs> I mean, Burgoyne hitting the 350 mark. He's, it's been such a good, entertaining thing to see. Let's start with his first game at Hawthorne. Round 8, 2010. 41,500 at the MCG. Mm. Hawthorne away game. Mm. Hawthorne defeats Richmond by three points. Now that margin stirs some memories, Tiz. That is the tackle on Tucky. Ah, of course. That saved Clarko's career. Courtesy of uh, one Sammy Mitchell. What a debut game. You'd be worried, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. At the end of that game, 10 kicks, 5 marks, 10 handballs. It wasn't exactly the greatest arrival, but he built from there, did he not? Yeah, he got going in round 21 the same year, in fact, <laughs> against in- Fremantle down in Tassie. How about this? 30- That's his career high score, high score disposal count, isn't it? 37 touches, yeah. five tackles, four clearances and four goals. Just a lazy 116-point victory over the Dockers. Now, is that when they didn't bother to send anyone down to Tassie? Is that the same year? It might be. <laughs> it might be. It wouldn't shock me. How about this? He wins two-thirds of his games. <laughs> That's insane. It's two pretty damn thirds. good, isn't it? He yeah. plays. He averages 20 and a half games a season. And he's kicked 1,845 points. (laughs) You know, he wins two-thirds of his games. Often he's the one that has the last say. (laughs) That's 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 only against Sydney, isn't it? Well, uh, this is it. In in this uh, best five games, according to hawthornefc.com.au, we've got, uh, now before we get to the Sydney games, the prelim final, of course, Mm -hmm. the classic 2013 prelim final. Is that the top rated? I don't think they were rated in any particular okay. order. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, the next three of this five are against Sydney. And the <laughs> and the important part about those is they're all after 2012. That's right. feel like he might be, you know, <laughs> lifting for those matches. Yeah, I reckon. You've got the grand final, 2014, which, I mean, so much happened that day with so many other players mm. that you kind of, you know, it's weird that Burgoyne would take a back seat in my mind, in that game. Does that happen to you? Is that just me? I don't know if the supporters feel the Did same. Did you see but... my tweet about the cool kids came on the radio, the song The Cool Kids? Yeah. I wish I could be like the cool kids and yeah. all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly what they played after 2014. Yeah, I remember actually, yeah. And they put Buddy Franklin up on the telly. <laughs> oh, I no. wish that I could be like the cool kids. Oh. And yeah, I was just recalling and yeah, burgers didn't come to mind. It no, was all Langford kicking it from the boundary. Langford, and... Hodge, and you know, Ruffy's hit on Hanbury, and just, <laughs> just you know, all... but he's so dependable, isn't he? Burgers, Burgers, yeah, oh, it, hell yeah. yeah. I saw him interviewed a few years ago about how he manages to step up in the moment, mm. and he said he, it, he doesn't really think about it that way. He's just all the time looking for a way to improve the team, mm. which is an interesting way to think about it because you know it's all play your role and everything, but it always seems to be that his role is to win the game. <laughs> Well, you look at the next two games, round 17, 2016 against Sydney at the SCG. And, yeah. then, and then you got round 10, 2017 at the SCG. Yep. He's pipped them at least twice in the past few years. He's he's, had, he's just had a major role at being a thorn in their side. It's been absolutely <laughs> brilliant to watch. And it's not like they don't know. No, <laughs> they should know full They're doing well. everything to stop him. Yep. And it doesn't work. He's just that good. I've often said, he Burgoyne bends time and space. His, I've said it before. His game against Port the other week was terrific as it well. It was. It was indeed. And he's going a bit He's going a bit harder at the at the man. Have you noticed he that? He seems in great shape. Yeah. It's ridiculous how, how much of a tick I put beside 
him playing on next year. <laughs> like, for me, it's unquestionable that, yes, he has to play on. He did say he felt that he could play another year, didn't he? Yeah, he does. He reckons mm. he's in really good shape right now, and it shows, to be honest. Uh, I guess that sort of answers the question of whether you should get down to the game, because there are a ton of reasons, but you've got to celebrate Silk. At yeah, the, and at you, can the always, the you can always catch up on what happened in the World Cup. It'll be like a 30-second a thing. They'll have the team photo and... <laughs> Then the coach at the end <laughs> going, don't worry, we'll do better against Denmark or Peru or whoever's next. They'll put it out on DVD. And, it, and it's not rigged at all. No. <laughs> I mean, the French haven't left out one player that earns almost as much as the entire Australian side. So there's nothing to worry about. I like you've got the tinfoil hat for FIFA as well. It's <laughs> oh, very... oh, come on. That is definitely yeah, warranted. No, it is warranted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you that one. So there you go, Jarvis. You should get down to the MCG and watch the Hawks. Now, uh, that that sh- tinfoil hat comes with an official FIFA logo. <laughs> it's like a holographic one on the front of video games. Very good. Uh, now, Jarvis, if you still don't believe us, you should uh, take a leaf out, out of the book of Steve, who tweeted us oh, last... Oh, this is great. The last time I chose football over AFL, I missed Buddy's two goals against Essendon. Yeah. And when, I mean, if you're a Hawthorne supporter, supporter, you don't need to know which two goals we're talking about. That's how good they are. There was a third, though, wasn't there? There was a third, indeed. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was one of the... Yeah. Picked us up off the canvas. And this, I know this gets uh, touched upon on this podcast a lot, but this is why I can't hate the Mantis. Oh. That's why I can't hold that grudge. I just like him too much. He's yeah, given well, me too much joy, bud. Well, you'll be seeing him soon. <laughs> yeah, I will be this weekend, in fact. He still loves Hawthorne. No matter how much he, he loves beating us, he still loves Hawthorne. Oh, he'll always have a special place in his heart and indeed uh, his cabinet for two medals. <laughs> so there you go. Now, um, we heard from Josh, who, ta- who takes a sort of bigger picture look at the season. He says, about this time last year, we started to turn around our ordinary start to the year in a lot better position to make charge this year with a favourable draw. Still not totally convinced, but some good signs and he's going in glass half full is Josh. What do you have to say about that? I'm very positive. You are very positive. I'm terribly positive. When I looked at the first half of this season, mm. I thought, oh, we'll be lucky to have parity. Yeah. And I'm happy where we are. Our first month was dreadful. We we beat Geelong by a point. We caned Melbourne. Yep. They're looking like they're, well, I mean, they didn't play so well against Collingwood. I called but they it. never seemed to. No, I, I called the Melbourne you know, famously Mason's multi is a shambles. I'll admit that. <laughs> right him's on the wall the Monday. There. Oh no, I'm I'm master a master of Mondays. Yeah, well, that's how all good multis are. Lose, <laughs> lose the first leg and then win the rest. That's <laughs> well. I'm hoping it's a bit like Hawthorne season. You see, I'm hoping, yeah, we sort of just stumble for a bit, then we come good, we make our charge. But no, I, I must say I'm feeling positive. Yeah, well, um, we, sh- we should be able to get a bit of confidence into the boys, probably make finals from here. That would definitely be the aim. Yeah. So anyone obvious there that you think we could probably get past, Nick? It, it's tough. The ones with your initials? <laughs> North Melbourne. <laughs> oh, I don't know. North Melbourne's hard to read, I guess. Um, Melbourne looked particularly shaky. Well, yeah, with Lever going down and the fact that they haven't beaten anybody. Well, that that was my point. That's why I thought they couldn't win. Not only that they couldn't win on Monday, I knew they'd get done by Collingwood. Are Collingwood that good? Yeah. Port Adelaide are already smashing the dogs. Yeah, but that so. doesn't, we know that means nothing. 
So Port, I don't really necessarily rate as being a God, we're proper only contender. one win above Essendon. This is horrible. Yeah, I know. Oh, they've got West Coast. Yay. <laughs> yeah, Hawthorne, we, we can jump. The important thing is we need to win this week. This is a win with the same kind of stakes as when we played Sydney. They're level on points. They're level yeah. on percentage. Yeah, and we could hop GWS as well. So if we're, if we're to start knocking on the door of the top eight, again, because unfortunately we slipped out, um, this, this is a must win. And it looks like we're going to. Ooh, you don't usually go this hard no, at the confidence. I'm, no, I'm pretty positive this week. And I'd be the flip side is I'd be incredibly disappointed. Do you know if what's really? Do you know what I'm really positive about? What Don Pike <laughs> is a dumbass. Yep. Did you see what he did? <laughs> so what are we he, talking about the big freeze? Yeah, where he goes down the slide. Yep. Now they've been pilloried a lot. For their stance before finals and, yes. you know, yeah. um, centering their core or whatever they, they were doing. Yeah, the Power Ranger stance. And he turns up, yep. their coach, mm-hmm. as a Power Ranger. He certainly did. And then he does the stand, taking the absolute P15S out of his own players' <laughs> club and all their efforts last year. It means they, they can't bring the stance back. Did he they? not go on that terrible journey that they all went on for pre-season? <laughs> the the, the traumatising one. He's just giving them flashbacks. They're watching from home getting flashbacks about the... I, I don't understand the man. Who does that? Well, not only that, Tiz, but I don't know if you noted that the fact that you went as far as to do that to get the Power Ranger costume sorted... Yeah. Never put on the mask. Well, you know, he can't. What was the point? He just wore it on the top of his head like a pair of sunglasses and went down the slide. But who is advising this man? If that's the kind of advice he's getting, no wonder Tex Walker got captain. <laughs> well, all the, all the puzzle pieces are just falling into place, aren't they? <laughs> that's what's happening here. The only thing that, that actually went wrong was Fagan doing his hamstring because it could have been Pike, which would have just set the whole thing off. <laughs> Another hamstring injury at Adelaide. <laughs> Oh, I no. mean, what were the riders thinking when ha- when Fagan did his hammy? <laughs> yeah, it was it missed went to the opportunity. Ah, oh, well. Anyway, that was a that was a pretty good event, wasn't it? I thought Buckley's yeah, costume great. was fantastic, and and Clarko yeah did well. well coming they stole as, the show. Going as horse. Well, they left him to last. They left him to the last, and with good reason. I mean, yeah. I noticed that the Scott brothers went early, uh, and they did deservedly that, so. <laughs> they did that hilarious thing of we look like one another. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> Such imagination. Yeah. But I like how they win early because it's much like their teams in finals. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd just be like North Melbourne to make up the numbers in the finals again. Yeah, they'll probably make a prelim and then they'll oh. bow out there. That's what they do. That's the spot I want. I want North Melbourne's spot. After they did that crap yeah. to us that Eddie had and Billy Hartung running around for him looking fantastic. Yeah, we need that retribution. Ugh. Do we play him again this year? We don't, do we? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just uh, let your hand slip there, but is uh, no Clarko was the MVP of the of the big freeze of the, of the sliders. It must be said, the swans garb, the horse head, the coffee. Oh, I loved the coffee. They did so good. Yeah, very good. What about uh, Richo? Now, there's the only thing keeping him in a job: his costume. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah, it's the best thing he's done in weeks. Yeah, Robbo. <laughs> He finally made a good change. How good was it that they had the uh, the shirt sleeves coming way down oh, his hands? So good, yeah. yeah. What was interesting was, at that time, with the coffee and playing off, you know, Clarko's secret meetings with Gil, 
what was interesting is it came out in the coming days that there was a uh, bit of a secret sesh that Eddie had. This is something we actually got a tip from a listener about. Now, I know almost nothing about this. Okay. So Well, I can fill you in. We got a tip from a listener. Now, they may or may not prefer to remain anonymous. I'm not going to... I'm not going to flirt with that. We'll err on the side of caution. We heard that the Hawks played a secret game last Saturday morning at Etihad, testing out zones for the AFL. And sure enough, that's exactly what went down. The AFL website reports, With the look and the feel of football now the hot-button topic in the game, the AFL has enlisted its most successful coach, thank you very much, afl.com.au, to help chart a course for the future. Hawthorne coach Alistair Clarkson used the bye week to stage a training session on Saturday morning and was moved to the to Etihad Stadium after a request from the AFL to try a few things. And it turns out they basically wanted to test out zones. Finally, the tables have turned. They have changed the rules to prevent us winning premierships for many years. <laughs> now now they're, they're asking us to make the rules so that we may win premierships. How many, Yay! How many coffees has Clarko had with Gil? That's what <laughs> What's he putting in the coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if opposition fans weren't pissed off before, surely they're annoyed now. We should. Actually, that's what Hawks Nest Nest could do. What's that? Have a tinfoil hat with (laughs) HFC. Excellent. (laughs) Sell out in minutes. Uh, David Rath, he'll uh, he'll improve the league by uh, making it easier for Hawthorne. You can't imagine Hawthorne turning up and Mm. making it harder for themselves. No, absolutely not. Uh, The... Report from the website continues. At various stages of the scratch match, there had to be either three or four players from each team parked inside the 50-metre arc following each centre bounce, and also for a time at every stoppage. So they're just kind of flirting with the structure of the game to to try and ease up on the congestion. Look, just tether them. (laughs) Tethered footballing. It just reminds me of Gladiator in the early 90s. (laughs) Just tether them to, you know, the full forward gets tethered, he gets a 40-metre rope or something. (laughs) A leash. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so obvious. Or, actually, it could be a shock collar. So just a shock collar and they come come out of that zone. Wonderful. Do you like that idea, Nick, or is that a no-go? Save it for AFLX. I thought you were going to say try it in Little League. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually thinking, you know how they're trying to define where everyone stands? Mm. Well, all we do is we have a whole lot of spotlights and we dim the whole stadium. We see where they have to stand in certain positions yeah. so that we can see that they're all in the forward 50. And it's just a spotlight on them. It's just uh, the intro to Mr. Bean on speed, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, you don't, you don't want to take a fall, a heavy hit on that turf, do you? Uh. <laughs> Mr. Bean never gets up again. He's done a knee. He's got another Johnny English coming out. Have you seen that? Are we plugging that, are we? No. <laughs> I have seen it, but uh, no, I don't think I'll hey, go watch it. you're not a fan of the old Johnny. What are we talking about now? Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, bag that up. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you, you might be wondering just how Hawthorne went in this, uh, in this little trial period. Uh, over at Etihad Stadium. Did we beat ourselves? Well, Hawthorne are famously hard to play against. It's hard to hard to pick a winner for that one. It's two of the best clubs of the last decade. This basically. is how Langer's got selected. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? It might be. <laughs> it would certainly say a lot. Uh, I was I was actually perusing uh, Hawk headquarters, uh, and one of the uh, one of the users on there happened to say, "I heard there was a late change, and we got a touch up. O'Brien kicked eight. Oh wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Meanwhile, we heard from Simon at Hawk Talk Pod who said Shuey's zone starting point in match sim was probably the Etihad car park. <sighs> I'm biting. Wow. Not a fan of Shuey there, Simon. Poor Shuey. He is on the outer, isn't he? It doesn't, he look, is, like, it doesn't look like he's coming back anytime that soon. That dog box is full. It is, yeah. There's O'Rourke, there's Shuey, there's Lovell, there's Willsmore. It's a big one. So you're a bit bullish on the Hawks. How much are we yep. uh, going to beat Adelaide by? Should be at least 20 points. Ooh. Yep. Getting a bit worried now. I've, oh, I've given people no reason to trust me, have I? So, that's, <laughs> you know, people should be worried. Now you're generally pretty good on the Hawthorne games. Yeah, I think so. Um, no, it should be a low-scoring affair. I've heard the uh, the weather is going to be absolutely shocking, which will give people more incentive to watch the soccer, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't considered that it would be a dreadful wintry evening. Yeah, if you like Jager O'Meara and getting caught in the rain. <laughs> um, so it won't be a high-scoring affair, but I think I think we should be okay. So who's our best player in the wet? Well, I mean, I'd back in Tommy Mitchell in any condition, really, at the moment. All right, who's our best forward in the wet? Who are we going to go to? Bruce. Because obviously that's why uh, Timmy's not in. Yeah, no, that, and that's yet another reason why that was a good sound omission. It makes no sense for him to be playing in this type of game. So that was good. Um, no, we, I mean, we looked to Bruce. Surely we looked to Bruce. Mm-hmm. I used to. I remember the old days when Aaron Lord, he just, he'd just <laughs> wait for it to rain to get a kick. <laughs> I remember him putting, oh, it would have been, oh, might have been eight past uh, the D's one day at the G. He did have games like that where he'd just turn it on out of nowhere. Yeah, he's one of the most selfish assholes <laughs> ever play the game. I don't think I ever saw him handball once. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, I enjoyed watching him. <laughs> I did too. I'm a fan, Aaron, even if Tiz isn't. <laughs> then he went for that media career, didn't he? Did he? I don't remember he that. He went out with that um, weather girl for years, Lavinia Nixon. Oh, right. Well, they think I didn't even realise. Oh, yeah. Guess they were in for stormy weather after all. Is that another song quote? No, it wasn't. It was just me at a terrible... I'm pretty sure that's a song. You should have just gone with that. Well, I thought yeah. I was doing well. Yeah, no. no. It's probably a boobleg. <laughs> Right, well, less said about that, the better. Tears, what, what's your tip? You know I think Hawthorne's going to win. Oh, I think Adelaide have given up, basically. Anything could happen. Uh, Hawthorne get on top. I'm not... I mean, Adelaide will probably stay in it just because of the wet weather. And But uh, I think we could... Uh, I, I've noticed that Sam Jacobs' figures haven't been very good for a while. Mm. So we could really touch him up. Yep. And uh, to be honest, tipped it at the start of the year that Adelaide wouldn't make finals. Mm. Mm. After such a big loss in the granny, a lot of teams find it very hard to come back, especially when they have a um, a preseason regiment like they did. Oh, I thought you were going to say a coach that takes the P one five S out of them at every opportunity. Well, no, that's uh, true. Uh, that <coughs> probably doesn't help. But uh, did you see the? Is it is it true that thing that Sam McClure's come out with that Taylor that? wants to leave the Crows? No, no, that that couldn't be true. Surely not. Going to request a trade? Really? Yeah. Who well, wants the end him? of this year? Who, Who wants, wants him? him? Well, would we have him? Well, I was going to say we could probably use him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon I could support Taylor Walker. No, nah, neither. That would be really tough. Might have, I, if they let me do his haircut, <laughs> maybe. Is he an Adelaide boy? I think he is. Oh, I think he might be. Mm. Yep. No, well, he's but... not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's worked far too hard and defended far too much to leave now. <laughs> No, I'll I'm never talk- forget when Sammy Mitchell raised the knee into Taylor Walker oh, and he yes. went down like he'd been shot. Yep. 
But I'm more talking about their whole pre-season camp. That's, that must surely be a factor. That's shrouded in mystery. It is. They but, won't talk about it. But if they don't make finals, you look at something like that and go, well, no wonder. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors coming out that Eddie wants wants out. Really, I didn't Taylor that wants out. Rory might leave. Oh, the Sloan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Richard Douglas just got another year, so any time you sign a player, you can be sure that they're going to have a bad game the next week. <laughs> now I mentioned Sammy. Yes, close to my heart. Mm. I've been thinking about him recently because I noticed he's got a book coming out. He does have a book coming out. That's right. Called Relentless. Hopefully it's better than Hodgie's. I think it will be better than Hodgie's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sam's competitive enough to make sure it is better than Hodgie's. <laughs> <laughs> its release date is 31st of July, which is really, really soon. I yep. love that. I love that I'm going to get my hands on a copy really soon because I'm looking looking forward to reading it. Uh, the explosive autobiography of Brownlow medalist and AFL star Sam Mitchell. His candid autobiography answers the riddle of his unique enigma and takes us behind the big moments of blood, sweat and tears and glory from a career that etched Sam's name into Australian rules history as a player like no other. Sold. So my question is... Yes. How long do we let the listeners have before we review the book? Give them a week, I reckon. One week? Yeah. What, are you saying longer? Yeah. (laughs) Two weeks. I want to enjoy the book as well. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, don't just want to slam it. it down. No. <laughs> but it will give them a, a fair period of time, but that's going to be a lot of fun. What it I is. mean, that's what we saw at the, at the end of the when they started retiring, we're going to have a hell of a lot to read. Yep, exactly right. It's all coming out now. And Burgers, of course, has already signed a book contract. Beautiful. And he did it in 2014 or something and <laughs> just been adding addendums to it for years. <laughs> Well, that's something to look forward to. Mate, you cut me off. I feel like you got in the way. I really was ready to do my rant. All right, who's the target this week? Who's the target? It's the whole bloody Adelaide Oh, just the whole club. club. Just the whole It's always the whole club. Oh, okay. There's plenty to say about Adelaide. You're really kicking them while they're down, too. I love kicking the crows while they're down. This weekend, Adelaide, you're back on a turf so rich with trauma in a stadium that hosted a most famous capitulation late September 2017. One team turned up. As for the Crows, you guys were no-shows. You think I'd crave the same embarrassing display? Only I don't, Adelaide. In fact, I hope you show up. I so hope you bring your best shot so by the final siren, you'll know that you were roundly beaten by a better team. And by God, you better believe we're going to turn it on for Shawnee Burgoyne's 350th. See, we plucked him from Port Adelaide, but you betcha that showdown hatred for the Crows still simmers inside the great man. He's here to ensure that like half your playing list, your season feels yet another twang, edging closer to disrepair. To think, Adelaide, to think, once upon a time, you were nicknamed the Camry Crows. Well, this Saturday night, the Hawks are going to leave your mob looking a hell of a lot worse than the Camry. By the time our boys in brown and gold are through, you'll be about as mangled and beaten up as a bonus stage car out of Street Fighter 2. Yes, that's right, Hawthorne's going to reign supreme, where the highest score as the clock continues to tick on your season. Well, I hope the listeners think we're going to beat them after that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call for them to turn up for? Well, I've done a hodgie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope they score the next three goals and everyone looked at him like he was bananas. You're an idiot, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, that was very silly. Oh, I don't know. I decided to tempt fate myself. I knew exactly when I was writing it. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to go down. I wonder if I'll have to... Cut it together next week when we <laughs> with Hawthorne having lost. Yeah, well, you managed it last time we played at the G. 
You gave Ronky the... Uh, I did, no! You put him on blast. I totally forgot. I totally forgot I did that. Yeah, who's Ronky, who's Fox, and the other bloke, they didn't play, but... Marsh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember too well. Oh, yeah, no. They, well, and the listeners remember. Now I'm worried. <laughs> now, it'll be a great weekend for you. You've got a hell of a weekend planned. I do. Well, we'll, we'll save the listeners from touching on it in too much detail again, but... Um, Really looking forward to uh, seventy eight, eighty eight, oh eight. Yes, that's right. Um, and the uh, the Jam Factory function. If anyone wants to uh, run into me there and say hello, feel free. I'll probably be on Twitter most of the night. So, <laughs> oh, you'll be that bloke in the audience, will you? No, no. It's, it's, it's Turn a... your phone off. <laughs> well, I'm not disrupting anything that people haven't seen before. Oh, is that the attitude? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit out the back in the corner. Okay. <laughs> What about we get to some miscellaneous listener questions, Tiz? This is my... Okay, just let me uh, <clears throat> lean back in the chair. All right, off we go. <laughs> right. We it's heard... always therapeutic, this part. We heard from Rory. Well, they, they want to know what you think, and Rory wants to know what we think. I want to know what I think. <laughs> At Hawk Talk Pod. Sloan to Hawthorne following media reports. Would he be a good fit? We have struggled for outside runs since losing Hilly. Would you have Sloan at the club? Tiz. I feel like he's almost a spent force, but he's had some fantastic games. Mm. Do we really... We've got one of the older lists in the league anyway. How old is Sloan? Uh, He's hitting 30. Oh, is he? No, I didn't even realise. So, yeah, with those uh, beautiful locks, he sort of hides it well. It's all (laughs) the uh, Pantene Pro-V. We've got to replace Silk soon, so... (laughs) You liked that one, did you? (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah, that was a spit take, that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. So you're not sold on Sloan. Would you see would you see him fitting in? Uh I see him fitting in and I think he's a fantastic player, but the age thing worries me. I mean he killed us uh what was it, round one last year. He was best on ground and yeah, it's marking what, in the goal square and doing everything. So that's yeah, why it's great he's not in the side this week. I mean, I suppose I should back in uh Jack Russell to get the most out of Sloan if he did come to the club. They seem to get a new lease on life. Yeah, they do. I think we should more be targeting youth, though, personally. But if you can get him for nothing, God, you'd take him, well, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, that yep, that is true. That is true. We heard from Scott as well. Uh, now, on the uh, recruitment front, he said, Come on, righty, Clarko. Get Jordan Ruffhead to Hawthorne next year. He's too good to be playing VFL, and we need a centre-half back. We had a few people hit us up about Jordan Ruffin. It made me search his name in the Twitter search bar. I'm like, what? Have I missed something? What's going on here? Is he the bloke that had one good month of football? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I take it you're not a fan then. No, isn't he? Hasn't he played twos for a lot of the year anyway? He and, has. So yeah. So uh, I if, don't know. If he can't break into this bulldogs outfit, something's wrong. Yeah. Well, they're all. We've got them on the telly now, and they're all half the size of the Port Adelaide opponents. But I mean, there's a bit of endeavour this week. I suppose. They're only three goals down and it's nearly the end of the second quarter, is it? Yeah. End of the second quarter. There are weird things going on at the Doggies, though, aren't there? It does seem like There's a lot of blokes out of contract. There's a lot of blokes terribly underperforming. Um, They weren't ready to win the flag, so I wrote in and suggested they give it to Hawthorne. (laughs) Uh, We heard from Hendo as well, who asks... Oh, really? The Phantom or just a, a Hendo? <laughs> no. One of our listeners, Hendo. It could be him. Oh, I actually don't know. It's a burner account. <laughs> Do you reckon there are... Oh, 100%. Players just... that listen to us? Oh, well, that's a different question. There we I go. jumped the gun, yeah. didn't I? No. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> no. I won't presume Shame. as much. 
and I think if I did no, if if I knew that was the case, it might change the way I go about it. <laughs> and you don't want that, do you, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Hendo, one of our listeners. As far as I know, Timmy listens. <laughs> oh no, don't say that. <laughs> Hendo asks, again, not the player, as far as we know, Hendo asks, do we want Tom Lynch? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty definitive at this point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we'll play him um, centre-half back. <laughs> Why? So he can get a touch. Oh, there it is. He never gets any touches. It's not his fault. It's not going down there. They're we'll put him at centre-half back. If they're going to flog him, it, it has all the, the hallmarks of Buddy Franklin. They're just <laughs> really? not kicking to him. Okay. Am I wrong? Not that I watch the Suns games at all. Why would you? Why would anyone at this point? Look, it's a problem for Tommy because he's had no development, really. Mm. Because he's not getting any... Delivery? De- decent service, is he? Yeah. yeah. And uh, but Tom Lynch would uh, would love coming to Hawthorne, wouldn't he? I and we're he one would, of yeah. the three, I think. Richmond yeah. and Collingwood and Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, I mean, both those opposition clubs, Collingwood and Richmond, would both look really good with him. But, so, but really, are we into the Messiah Complex at Hawthorne? Shouldn't we leave that to Collingwood and Carlton? No, I have a feeling that you bring someone like Tom Lynch to the club and you, and you sort of you erase that. You I don't, don't, you don't buy you, into that complex. You can't pay him $1.4 million, Yeah, well, there is that problem. Anyway, I would develop a complex if I was paid $1.4 million for anything. So Yeah, we're not... He's not main. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You can't... Pay of the overs. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you say by 20, I say by six goals. Split the diff. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I didn't make, didn't mean to make you work for it. Is that 20, 28 points? No. Yeah, 28 points. All right, well, I'm always wrong with my tips, and you're always right, apparently. So you say. <laughs> so Beautiful. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll get this one. 28 points. Okay. We'll settle on that. A 28-point victory to Hawthorne, apparently. If we're to be believed. Uh, now, before we sign off, iTunes, rate and review us on iTunes. 75 rating. Let's let's bump that up. Let's surge towards 100. That'd be great. Same as Twitter. Uh, 883 followers. We can make that 900, can't we, Tiz? In the next Especially few weeks. Especially with the guest we're having. Oh, there he is. We have listened. There will be more guests. <laughs> yes, that's right. We, we've been, uh, been promising it for a while, I guess. And you guys love Dash so much. And so do we. We loved him on the pod. So, Are we allowed um, to tell the listeners? No, no, we're not. No, we're not, not, not doing that. No. Oh, come on. No, the only thing I'll jinx on this podcast is Mason's multi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not revealing our hands this early in the game, but we are working on something, listeners. We've got something up our sleeve, so we'll just see if that comes. It's in the bag. No, we'll don't say that. Uh, this jinx thing pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, right. People keep telling me I'm jinxing us and all this. Well, I picked this for the three-peat, all right, people? <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. And uh, yeah, I'll be uh, at Village Cinemas Friday night for the function there. I'll be at the function on Sunday as well. And the game. The Hawks by 28. You heard it here first, folks. And how many will Burr go and kick? I reckon he'll kick the first, probably. So we've got two, we've got two things running now. We've got two things on no, the board. No, but I'll have my standing bet, Langers to kick the first. You always pick Langers to kick the yeah. first, don't you? Yeah, because one day it'll happen and it'll pay out huge... Yeah, well, you know what? People give me shit about Mason's multi. Why don't you all jump on Tiz, eh, listeners? Picking length for the first no goal one. every time. <laughs> you can't really back against that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to do us. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs>